Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, and we are a, a couple, couple of park hoppers. This week, we have tons of news from theme parks all over the world. From reopening dates, additions to park icons, new experiences, and more. We're going to cover it all right now. Let's, Let's talk, talk to, to it. it. So, we are in the middle of a vacation mode park week. Oh, yes we are. But luckily, mine is pretty much over. <laughs> well, not luckily. We wish you were still there. Well, I wish I was still there and off work, but I got to go back to reality tomorrow. Yes. However, <laughs> I will say that 10-hour theme park days are Ooh, rough on the body. They sure are, especially after a full-time work week. And we spent a bunch of hours at Magic Kingdom yesterday, and we spent all day at Hollywood Studios today. Over 10 hours. I am pooped with a capital P, <laughs> underline, bold, italics, exclamation point. It was a, like a really fun, but a really long day. Um, but um, one of the things that's happening right now is um, my mom and sister are visiting. And it's so, so wonderful to have them yeah, here. Yeah, it's always great to see them. Um, and I will... So for those of you guys who don't know, which are probably not very many of you guys, I actually quit my job. Uh-oh. And I'm actually going to be doing a work-from-home job. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds ah. like fun. I hope it's fun. And we'll probably talk about that at a later time, but this is something that I've been looking for for the last 10 months. And so... What I was actually able to do was put in my two weeks and then my two weeks ended and then literally like my family got here. And so I'm on vacation with them for a little while. And then my my new job starts not too long after that. So I'm getting to this time actually just do everything with them. Almost. And the reason I say almost is because... The next two days, there's no availability for annual pass holders. It's wicked hard to get a reservation, dude. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go with them to... Uh, we're supposed to go to Animal Kingdom, and I don't know if we're going to be able to go to Animal Kingdom. You're not going to be able well, to. Well, me. <laughs> I'll wave at them from outside. Yeah, exactly. Or if they'll let me park. Do you have a reservation? Yes. <laughs> I swear. Not really. Just let me in, please. Please just let me in. Um, but even if I, I mean, I think we're going to try to get Epcot regardless on Friday, but they're here and we're having a great time and we're spending a lot of time at the parks. So we are hopefully going to have lots to talk about. We're going to try some new things as long as I can get into Epcot on Friday. <laughs> yeah, we'll so, see. So we'll see. So it's the weirdest thing though, because we were looking last night on the reservation system and normally uh, annual pass holders don't really have much availability, but the theme park uh, tickets and the resort guests have more availability, right. usually. And usually on the weekends are what kind of, quote-unquote, sell out first. Right. Whereas there was literally nothing for the rest of this week for theme park ticket holders and resort guests. But there was limited availability for annual pass holders, but nothing for Thursday and Friday. Which is and so three weird. three different parks on Saturday and Sunday. 
Well, they it's have so availability weird. on Saturday and Sunday. That's what that's, I'm saying. That's they, the weird part. The, the only the only park that wasn't available for pass holders was Hollywood Studios on Saturday and Sunday. Well, I will say that one of the other things that we have done is we actually have reservations for October 1st to go to Epcot Ooh. to bring all of you guys to see Remy's Ratatouille Adventure on its opening day. And hopefully by then we'll also be able to bring you Harmonious. Yes. So we are, have been holding on to that reservation because as soon as they announced that that was happening, we switched. And now those, there's no more reservations for that day. Which is tough because we can only hold up to three reservations at a time. So we're it, right now it's March and we have a reservation for almost seven months from now that we're holding on to for those very reasons. So that means we can only book up to two things at a time. And when Danny's family's in town for five or six days, it's tough to get all the reservations we need. But this has been the first time we've had an issue with it. Like even before you would, we would book like two or three. And even if we had people here for more days, when you finished one, like at midnight tonight, I would book a reservation for like the next day that needs to be booked. Right. And so we've never had an issue rolling those over. Mm -hmm. However, um, I don't know. I guess we're going to see. So things are changing a lot in the theme park world, including right in our backyard. Yeah. But speaking of things that are changing, there's so much going on in theme parks all over the world. There really is. Lots of uh, opening dates, reopening dates, uh, adjustments to experiences, new experiences. Park icons are getting makeovers. You know, it's it's really, really exciting time right now. And normally, um, without everything going on with COVID, you know, we probably would have had Tron by now. We probably would have had Gardens of the uh, Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, Cosmic Rewind coming by the end of the year, but that's all kind of been pushed back unofficially. Um, so all of this kind of news is the little things that we're getting right now, which is exciting because it's the first time they've announced stuff that's new in a while. So I do want to talk about one piece of news that I feel like it is little, but it's a big, big deal because, and I think we touched on it last time, um, but we're going to open with this. Um, they have announced an official reopening date for Disneyland. That's so exciting. Um, so some people thought that Disneyland was going to open early Never. April. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like it. It was a whole year. Over a year. Um, so some people were like, oh, well, they're allowed to open on April 1st. Um, maybe they'll open like April 2nd. <laughs> but um, there's very, very good reason why they didn't open on April 1st. They can't just like open the doors and be like, come on in. They it's, have to like bring. Things are very different. They have to bring in all the furloughed cast members. They have to train them on everything. They're taking um, notes from what's happened in Florida the last eight months that the parks have been open. Right. All the precautions that they're taking, you know, all the, I'm sure when you go to Disneyland after April 30th, you can bet your bottom dollar there's going to be social distance markings everywhere and hand sanitizer stations everywhere. There's all these new uh, things that Florida has been doing for seven or eight months that have to be implemented into Disneyland now. Right. Now, I do want you guys to know, for those of you who are Marvel fans, um, Chapek has announced that Avengers Campus... 
is not going to open on April 30th with uh, the rest of the park. That's Mr. Chapek to you. I'm sorry. I that's was... the CEO of the Walt Disney Company you're talking about, Danny. <laughs> Excuse me. That's Mr. Chapek. I just I read the name and I didn't yeah. even realize I said it. What are you, Ron Burgundy? <laughs> you just read it how it is? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Chapek. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly how I read yeah. it. Yeah, the note we have in our little um, phone notes thing says, uh, Chapek has stated, quote unquote, <laughs> later this year. And that's exactly how she read it. I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> Question mark. Mr. Chapek. Mr. Or Bob Chapek, for that matter. A little more informal. So, Mr. Bob. Mr. Has Bob sa- Chapek. Mr. Bob has said, we do love Bob Chapek. Um, but he has said that, unfortunately, it's not going to be opening on April 30th. And has only stated that we will see that open later this year. Well, the funny part is I don't believe that was supposed to be open already anyway. I think it was supposed to open during the summer. uh, Avengers Campus. I feel like, honestly, when I think back before the craziness that was 2020... When I'm like, oh, we have lots to look forward to. I can't remember. I feel like I I would have to go back and Google when they promised some of these things. But I mean, again, it doesn't really matter at this point because everything changed and we won't see that opening anytime, probably anytime soon. Sorry. Avengers Campus is a huge reason why I want to get out to Disneyland at some point because lately, because of WandaVision and now Falcon and the Winter Soldier... Danny and I have been on a major Marvel film kick. Oh, so much. And rewatching all those movies has got us so so into it again. And wanting to live that kind of stuff in person sounds amazing. But we can't do it here in Florida. We get the toned down comic book version, not the Disney MCU version. Uh, but we get the comic book ver- book version in uh, in Universal Islands of Adventure. I don't even consider that real. It, but no, it is. It's 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 comic book versions of the Marvel superheroes. Sure. But it's not the MCU Disney versions. We are not allowed to have that here, except for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and things that aren't featured at Universal. So you're gonna get you know Avengers Campus. You're gonna get Spider Man. You're gonna get all that kind of stuff out in California, which is super exciting. The last time we went to Universal, we saw Captain like Captain America, <laughs> Chapek and, and Captain, <laughs> and who else are we gonna shorten their names? My Sorry. goodness, are we gonna call him Rogers? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> I'm Groot. I'm Steve Rogers. This is what 10 hours in a park does. At, like, There's tonight. no note that says Rogers. <laughs> we saw Rogers at Universal. <laughs> well, my whole point was we saw Captain America and I yelled, can you do this all day? And he just looked at me and kind of gave like a mediocre thumbs up and I was like... He wanted to acknowledge it but knew he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, boo. Oh, Cap. Because... <laughs> is that... Cap, is that better than Captain? Sure, yeah. Everybody calls him Cap in the movies. Nobody calls him America or <laughs> Captain. America. <laughs> America almost seems like slang. America. Beep, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll edit that out in post. That was edited. I, I edited it myself. Oh, beep. <laughs> beep. Well, so. Yeah, back on track. <laughs> again, guys, 10 hours in a park. Our yeah, brains are a little tired. fried. Um, so now one thing they have been doing in case you are, are not sure or haven't heard about this is they're doing something called a touch of Disney at Disneyland currently. So that goes on for, I think it's like, what is it a week? Um, I think it's like the 19th through, through the, 
I'm honestly not a hundred percent sure when the when the dates are, but I do know that just from watching Twitter, it sold out really quickly, very quickly. And then on top of that, you had to get reservations to eat in the park, and people were like waiting to get reservations for hours. Like, and scared that they wouldn't get reservations. Yeah. So Touch of Disney, from my understanding, is just kind of like, hey, we're letting, like, a very, very small amount of people in the park to eat and do Walk things around, in Disneyland. Photos, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And people ate it up. I mean, they haven't been able to go to their park in a year. For $75, the ticket included parking for the experience at the Mickey Friends parking structure starting at 1130 a.m. It also included a $25 Touch of Disney dining car redeemable for food and non-alcoholic beverages at select dining locations at Disneyland Resort and unlimited digital downloads of Disney PhotoPass photos captured during the day of the experience. So for $75, you got parking, you got a voucher for food, and basically photo pass for a day. And it's not bad. So people who are dying to get back to Disneyland, you know, they're going to shell out that kind of money. They're going to, the, the Biden bucks are, are out there. You know, you got the, 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 the stimuluses have been starting to hit people's bank accounts, and they're dying to get back to Disneyland. The stimmies. So, exactly. So the $75 doesn't seem all that bad at this moment. Um, so people were eating that up, and it was sold out. They had virtual waiting rooms. People were waiting for hours trying to get tickets for this thing. Um, so people are dying to get back to Disneyland, and it's really exciting that they are basically a month away from reopening. So let me ask you this before we move on to our next thing. Um, what needs to be open for you to go back? Is it Avengers Campus or is there anything in particular that you want to see? For me to go back? Or for you to go, period. Um, well, one thing that's important to note is when Disneyland does open on April 30th, it is only for California residents. Correct. So and we wouldn't be able to go there anyway. Yeah, time to get a fake ID. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so I would imagine that it would be at least sometime in the summer, maybe even the fall, before people are allowed to travel to Disneyland. Um, so, so I would say that by the time that we get out there, maybe early next year, if we're hopeful. I, I have one contingency, um, and you probably know what it is. And I would imagine that Avengers Campus would probably be open by the time we get out there. That's fair, but I, I would very much like to have that open, but that's not a make or break for me. Well, um, World of Color is also another one for me. That's not a make or break for me. There's well, one thing that's a make or break. And I want to see Fantasmic with the Good Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to see Fantasmic with the Good Dragon. Um, do you know what my contingency is? What is your contingency? My contingency is Magic Happens has to be oh, um, already happening. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because that parade, I've watched that's fair, yeah. more times than I can count. Truthfully, I forgot about that. Honestly, like when all this pandemic stuff started, like Magic Happens had just come out. And I was just watching videos of it and I was so stressed out because I was like, what is this coronavirus? And I would just go home and like watch magic happens. Yeah. And so even through all of this, I would like just watch the parade and we listen to the music. And if I go to Disneyland and I don't get to see magic happens, I, I don't, I can't, mm -mm. no, that's like my, yeah. my contingency and phantasmic with a real dragon. I definitely think that that is very important. Now, there's also some other news in California. Yeah, Universal is doing something very similar to uh, what Disney is doing with A Taste of Disney. Um, no, uh, A Touch of Disney. Touch of Disney. Universal, is, Hollywood, is doing 
a taste of Universal. Okay. I keep mixing those up. Touch they're of very, Disney, taste of Universal. Touch, taste, experience. <laughs> but Universal is a little bit better of a deal, too. You know, they, uh, the tickets start at uh, $44, and those are on Thursdays, $49 on Fridays, and $54 on the weekends. They got California money out there. Saturday and Sundays. And so what it is is Universal is basically a Universal Studios Hollywood on the upper lot is basically open for shopping and outdoor dining from 12 to 7. And your ticket includes your choice of five menu items from an extensive menu of appetizers, entrees, beverages, and desserts. And additional items are available a la carte for a separate price. So it sounds like you're getting basically five food dishes from your favorite attractions or favorite restaurants at Universal Hollywood. Okay. And for somewhere between $44 and $54, and you get to go back inside Universal Hollywood for the first time in a year. So I, I think that sounds like a great deal. I think that's a great deal. I, I always think, and maybe I'm wrong in thinking this, but like when something like that, that seems like something, a price you would pay in Florida, like for something like that. And yeah. I always feel like California, like the, you know, cost inflation. of, yeah, inflation. Like yeah. I would expect it to be more than that in California. Right. And Universal is, is getting it right with as far as the, the food stuff goes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but we uh, recently went to Mardi Gras. And we bought one of the the lanyards where you get the the fifteen food items, the annual pass holder deal. Yes. Um, so we we touched on that more in detail on our previous uh, one of our previous episodes. Right. But we still have eight more things to try, and the next time we go back there uh, before Mardi Gras ends. But it was a really really good deal getting that lanyard, and it was really cheap, quote unquote, to eat that stuff at the festival. So Universal kind of gets it right when it comes to the the fe- the food festival type things. They do. And I didn't realize that they did it right. Yeah. Like as weird as that sounds. Now, for Universal Hollywood, do we have a potential date or which just a p- potential opening? It doesn't say anywhere what the potential opening date is, but I would be pretty surprised if it was after April 30th. Considering that when Florida reopened, Universal opened about a month before Walt Disney World. Right. So I don't think Universal is going to want to let Disney open first and let people spend their money there. Especially since they're going to spend more money at Disney. Exactly. And Universal might want to get those people in the door faster like they did down here in Florida uh, when the pandemic's (laughs) last June we thought was starting to subside. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest reasons that we decided to finally go ahead and get our annual passes. Right. Yeah. Because we knew Disney didn't have like an opening date and we were like, you know what? We've been wanting to get these passes. We're dying to do something theme parky. It's cheaper than Disney. It's more, or I guess cheaper always, it's more affordable than a Disney passes. And so, I mean, I think it's very much worth it. Now, while we're still talking about um, Universal Studios in Florida, um, I know that you mentioned that our Mardi Gras um, lanyard, that we still needed to use it. And for those of you guys who had listened previously, I believe we had until March the 28th to use it. And 
it has actually been extended due to popular demand. Due to popular demand, um, I'm I'm guessing it's because of our rave review um, until April the 11th. So two extra weeks of Mardi Gras at Universal Orlando. So we're psyched we actually get two extra weeks worth of dates to use the rest of our lanyard. Yeah, we're hoping to use it maybe on, I think we were, were discussing on the 30th. Mm-hmm. We got our, our little buddy Simba. He's got his follow-up appointment. And so we're hoping to go celebrate with some yummy Mardi Gras food after that, yeah. after we get good news. And if any of you guys are going to Universal on the 30th, hit us up. Let us know if you'll be there. We'd love to say hi. Yeah. Now, we're going to stay talking about Universal because they got a lot of stuff going on recently. Worldwide. 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 worldwide, worldwide. Prestige. Worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> So we're going to talk about worldwide first. Yes. Well, you 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 talk about this one because you I like the way you said that. It's a me, a Mario. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Super Nintendo World's grand opening, the official grand opening. It did open for annual pass holders only about a month and a half ago, but Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan is now open officially uh, as of March 18th. So about a week ago, it, it finally opened officially, and this world looks absolutely incredible. I, like, when I see these things... It's it, so detailed. It doesn't even look real. Yeah. Like, it looks like... I, it almost looks like I could wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I Ooh. had this crazy dream about a Super Nintendo world, and it was so detailed that nothing could ever be like that. <laughs> and then it was. And then it was. And even, like, things like... If you go on YouTube and you look up some of the things, because a lot of people were like a lot of vloggers were going and checking stuff out. Even the food looks fun. The food looks fun. The merch looks fun. The international parks get it so right with the themed food. It's crazy. Even the international Disney parks, they crush it with themed food. It's so awesome to see. I 100% agree. One thing that I do look forward to as we continue with park hoppers through the years is hopefully getting to hit all of these parks and getting to see these things with our own eyes. And travel worldwide, worldwide. worldwide. And bring you guys with us. Worldwide, worldwide, <laughs> worldwide. Exactly. Uh, so I'm excited to someday visit that one. Well, the best part about Super Nintendo World is the fact that there's going to be two more of them. Yes. And the next one that's going to open is in California. So that's another reason to go out west. To go to California, and construction is well underway at Universal Hollywood. Only if Magic Happens is open. Contingencies. It'll be definitely be running by the time we go to Universal <laughs> Hollywood they, to, they to build, go see Super Nintendo World. By the time they build a whole new world. We're talking a couple of years from now. Oh. Um, but And then there's also going to be one down here in Orlando at the brand new Epic Universe, which very recently, it's not on our list, but very recently restarted construction um, and they, I believe they posted uh, that they're, it's being pushed back about a year, year and a half or so. I don't have an official date Which for makes you. sense. I mean, if they're going to make this anywhere close to the land that they open, I mean, it's, it's going to take a long time. This is not something that they should necessarily be rushing. Right. And so, I, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I feel like more recently I saw somebody like tweet a photo of just like an empty like patch of land and so they were like look they moved some dirt and they're starting again which is i mean that's what you got to start with yeah you got to grade the land you got to flatten everything out you got to build roads and all that stuff but universal was originally targeting 2023 as an opening date but the orlando sentinel was reporting that orange county mayor jerry demings has been told by universal 
that the opening of Epic Universe is now planned for early 2025. So it looks like it was it was pushed back about uh, a year and a half, just like I had just previously said. Yeah, I, f- I always feel so like when you say things like it's pushed back to 2025, I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, we're going to be so old. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be so old. Oh, stop it. Well, speaking of not being old and doing things that we love to do. Oh. Um, we're going to c- bring it back to our own backyard. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Um, and we're going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. So Halloween Horror Nights has actually been announced for Universal Studios Orlando. It has. And so they announced first off the dates. Um, so that is going to happen from September the 3rd through October the 31st. So this is already a big deal because, I mean, we didn't have it last year. Yeah, we get to do the 30th anniversary again. Again. (laughs) It's Halloween Horror Nights 30, the redo. (laughs) The remix? The redo. (laughs) The redo. (laughs) Okay, we could do that. Yeah, it's like the Halloween movies. There's like 10 of them. Now, speaking of something they're going to redo, they have also announced their first haunted house, which they were supposed to do this year. Don't say his name three times. Who? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. You said it! Oh, no! <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but I think I'm going to have to before we go to Halloween Horror Nights. Well, it's more based on the legend of Beetlejuice and, and loosely based on the movie. So we definitely got to watch that kind of stuff before we go to Halloween Horror Nights. So the first time since we've lived down here. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah. The last time we did it, we did it after an entire day oh of God. Universal Studios. The biggest mistake I've ever made theme park-wise was that day. I'm like my family and Danny were down here in 2017 and we did thanks to our buddy who hooked us up with some passes for uh, both parks that day. So when you go to Universal for one day, you try to hit everything in both parks. Right. And we did. We we nailed it. We got everything done that we wanted to. And then we decided to, hey, let's do Halloween Horror Nights after that day. And by the time we got home from Halloween Horror Nights, I don't think I've ever been so sore from a theme park day. Like, by the time we were going through the haunted houses, uh, uh, on top of the fact that the haunted houses were a Congo line, they were like, boo. And I was like, I'm like, really? I'm really tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. You can you can save your scare for the next person. One of the last things that we did, and may it rest in peace, one of the last things that we did was the Bill and Ted's show that they used to do oh at Halloween goodness. Horror Nights. And we sat there for the half hour show, which was hysterical. It's pop culture comedy. It was awesome. Uh, the second I stood up, I don't think I could have moved. It was I was as stiff as a board. Yeah, and I never felt like that before after a theme park day. Yeah, well, and everybody was being all like sad and like you know it's ending, and I was like, so is my life. I've been, <laughs> I've been here so long. Yeah, I've never been here, and I had never been to Universal Studios like honestly, like maybe like a handful of times. Yeah, I think maybe one other time. Okay. So this is all new to me. So I got it all thrown at me at once. We did. Now we're going to stay in our backyard Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about, um, first off, let's talk about Epcot. Um, Disney was doing some testing recently. They were. And they were doing testing for Harmonious. So why don't we talk about what kind of testing they were doing? So right now out in the World Showcase Lagoon, they have three of the five barges. They're anchored out there getting ready for Harmonious. And there's the two side ones and the one big circle one that looks like a portal to another dimension. 
Um, so we're really really excited to see that stuff kind of moving out there. And a lot of people are making a huge deal about how their eyesores and you know they're blocking views across the lagoon. And yes, when you walk into World Showcase, that giant circle thing is the first thing that you see, and it's slightly off center with the America Pavilion. So it kind of for people who have OCD or people who are like like really particular about things being um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like just like everything is spaced out the right yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember the word I'm looking for. My brain is tired too. Yeah, but um, it, it definitely is a little bit of an eyesore as far as uh, those people go. But when you start going around World Showcase, the World Showcase Lagoon is so big that you don't, that thing, those things are not in your way the entire way around. Right. You can see across and around, no problem. Um, I think people will feel a little bit differently once they become fountains. But one of the things that we're testing that's really exciting is they were testing the the arm and the lights and the uh, the water effects from the arms on these barges that shoot water into the sky and sideways. And it's going to be part of this amazing light and water show that is harmonious. It's so weird to watch them testing the arms because they move so slow. So slow. But it's like a giant robot arm. Basically. Like it's it's so crazy to see. Um, here's the thing about the sights of it. All I want to know is that it's going to be worth it. I think it will be. Um, I think they're going to knock it out of the park. I, I, th- I think they will too. I just... I've learned to not doubt Disney when it comes to new nighttime spectaculars. Yeah. Epcot, I just... I don't know if I just have always had like a little bit of like a bitter taste in my mouth because like I can never see anything regardless. Well, and that's if, why I said new because Illuminations was like 25 years old. Right. But even Epcot temporarily kind of. I thought that was a fun show. I, I liked it. Yeah. I could see like the the floating like. The kites. Kites. Yeah. That's that's what I got out of it. Sure. So I'm hoping that it's something that is a little bit more accessible to people <laughs> five feet tall like me yeah, sure, sure um but let's keep talking about epcot speaking of lights lights are going up on spaceship earth and disney actually put up an instagram post about this yeah imagineer zach ridley uh posted on his instagram it's at the zach ridley with two d's and zach is with an h uh, he says, a few weeks ago, we shared exciting plans for a new Spaceship Earth lighting, debuting October 1st, 2021, as a beacon of magic during the 50th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World. And he gives, uh, he, there's a picture, and, and there's a construction worker installing one of the uh, the brand new uh, LED high-tech lights that are going to go in between all the, the points on Spaceship Earth which are going to be able to be controlled and there's going to be colors and, and brightness. And uh, it's basically just going to look like a glimmering ball. And it's going to look really cool when this is all done. And the lights look really cool. So it almost looks like those kind of lights that you can buy off of like Amazon that you like stick in your like in your closet, in your closet and you and can you like push hit, it. you push it and they <laughs> light up. Yeah, exactly. It looks like that. At, so it's lit up at the top and then it also has lights around the edges. So is my understanding. Yeah, and and having been to you know a, a, a Coldplay concert and Taylor Swift shows, they have those wristband things that like you can I was control. Like, where are you going with that this? You, <laughs> that you can control the lighting and you know the blinking of things. Right, right. Just imagine what they can do in these lighting fixtures that the Imagineers actually invented. 
uh, for Spaceship Earth and what they can do for nighttime experiences walking into the park or even during Harmonious. Well, I know that like you love going to those concerts because of the kind of experience that yeah. those bring to the table. Exactly. Now, um, one thing I do want to say, because every time I see this photo, it's all I can think of is if you've ever like decorated like your Christmas tree or put Christmas lights up and it's it feels like a big undertaking, imagine putting lights all over Spaceship Earth. Right? Like the bottom part <laughs> is one thing, but for, like imagine that old picture of Mickey when he's standing on top oh of gosh. Spaceship Earth. Like imagine how terrifying that must be to be up there. <laughs> like it makes me nervous. <laughs> he's like waving. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly. <laughs> Some I, of the old VHS Disney travel videos. Have you ever seen the video of like... You know that scene in The Office where they're doing the commercial and they're all waving up? Oh, yeah. And somebody put together them all waving up and then Mickey Mouse waving down. <laughs> so every time I see that, I always, I'm like, oh, I wonder who he's waving at. But that, like, I feel like back then they were probably like, just climb up there, give us a wave, and then come down. And I don't know, like, what kind of safety measures they had for him. Yeah. Because back then they, it was like, it's fine. <laughs> if you fall, you'll get back up. But I'm very excited to see um, the lights go up on Spaceship Earth. Now, speaking of around Spaceship Earth, there's also a Mickey and Minnie distance meet and greet. However, he is not on top of the Epco the, the Spaceship Earth ball. And he's also not out there all day long. Correct. But um, we haven't seen it yet personally, but I'm very excited to hopefully go and see this in person. Yeah, we haven't been to Epcot since it started, I believe. Right. Um, so when whenever we go to Epcot next, whether you go Friday or I can make it there at some point in the next couple weeks. I'm really hoping I can go Friday, so I'm hoping I can come back with this information. Yeah, yeah. And apparently Mickey and Minnie are meeting at the front entrance of, Ex of Epcot in the, in the new... Um, area in front of Spaceship Earth where the fountain is. Um, it's really exciting to see that they're incorporating meet and greets, especially big ones like Mickey and Minnie um, out there. And you can take your socially distanced photos and they can wave at you from a distance. Yeah. And, and uh, like we experienced one today with Chip and Dale at Hollywood oh Studios. Goodness. How awesome was that? So we got to watch um, this meet and greet or like kind of like the character interactions. And it was so cute because Chip and Dale had a picnic basket and then they had a big picnic blanket and they had two acorns Yeah, and they kept like running around with their acorns and like waving and posing. And if you go to our Facebook page, you can actually see a photo of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, the, I feel like I was like geeking out. I was like, Oh my gosh, he, they have acorns. Oh my gosh. They have a picnic this basket. This is the cutest thing ever. This is the cutest thing ever. So if I walked into Epcot and Mickey Mouse was waving at me, that's what my childhood was promised going to Disney yeah, World. Right. Like, like arm in arm skipping down Main Street with the characters, like <laughs> riding Splash Mountain with the characters. Yeah. Anytime you saw a commercial of Disney World when you were a child, you had Zippity Doodah playing. In I the thought background. I would give them my ticket and run into Mickey Mouse's arms. Yeah. And then I got there and I was like, where's Mickey? In a, a line that takes an hour to get through. <laughs> so thank All goodness for fast passes. Yeah. But I mean, I even as an adult, like I will like that would never get old for me being no. able to walk into Epcot and being greeted at the park by Mickey and Minnie. It never gets old seeing Mickey and Minnie as it is. And even just in the, the little cavalcades they have going on right now, the, your favorite cavalcade at Magic Kingdom oh is goodness. the Mickey and Friends cavalcade. We saw him today in the cavalcade at Hollywood Studios where him and Minnie are in their own separate convertibles. Goofy's there. Chip and Dale are in that cavalcade. And then you see him at, sometimes at uh, at Animal Kingdom, and you see him sometimes at 
at Epcot riding throughout World Showcase. Yeah. It's always exciting to see Mickey. Well, like I was waving like really big, like a goofball and he, Mickey like pointed at me and then made like the big Mickey heart. Yep. And I and was yours melted. And, and then I'm and yeah. And then I made the heart back and he like put his hands over his heart and I was like, oh, I love it so much. It's just, it, <laughs> and I turned to like my mom and Megan and I was like, that, that just makes my day every time. Yeah. Like I, that will never get old for me. When the characters acknowledge you, it's it's always fun. Like the when we were watching the uh, the Halloween parade yes. a couple of years ago, when he was in his sorcerer Binky yeah um, outfit, and he in, he was doing the uh, I, I was doing the phantasmic dance, and he started doing like the the phantasmic the phantasmic dance, thing. like the the hand motions and stuff. I said that wrong. I was in the Sorcerer Mickey costume. He was not. <laughs> That's right. So this was Halloween. You yeah. were wearing a Sorcerer Mickey costume. I was in my Steamboat Willie costume, and he spotted you, and you started doing like the wave back and forth, and yeah. he started doing like the the circly hand thing. Yeah. And then he started doing it, and then he like pointed at you, and, and I freaked you, out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you like yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I we have it on video, yeah. so um, I got it on video, and just, you can hear me like geeking out. I just butchered that explanation, but you get the sense. Yeah, but uh, we we have had many many interactions with the characters, and you know what? I am not a child, and I will every single time enjoy that and welcome it with open arms. It makes my day, and so I always appreciate when the characters interact with adults because sometimes sometimes the characters like just focus on the kids. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. We're all little kids at heart. <laughs> I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot more going on at Disney World. There sure is. And two more tidbits we wanted to touch on, on for, as far as Hollywood Studios goes. You can get a brand new souvenir inside Galaxy's Edge. And we actually did pick up two of these today. Yeah. So I did want to talk about how we did it. Yes, please do. So you can get a souvenir spork. Spork. <laughs> Space not, spork. That's not a sentence I ever thought I would say. A star spork. A star spork. Um, at Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios at um, Docking, Docking Bay, Bay 7. 7. And so... What I actually did was we were waiting in line to take photos and apparently there was an engagement going on yeah. in front of us. Congratulations to you guys. Very cool. Um, so it was taking a little bit longer, but I guess they were like, you know, making some magic. Um, but I went on to the app and if you try to mobile order from Docking Bay 7, you can actually just order the sporks and it's under cargo. Yep. So those sporks are ten ninety nine each. But while it was taking a while, I was like, okay, let me walk over. And I saw a, like a little cart outside and I said, Hey, do you know, do you, are you selling the sporks? And he goes, yeah. Do you have an order? And he actually had an iPad and was able to check off my order outside of docking bay seven, even though it wasn't our time yet. And he was able to give me the sporks outside. So I didn't actually have to wait till my time. Well, that's um, convenient. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but we actually picked up two, so I'm excited to eat with those. Yeah. Uh, when Disneyland's version of Galaxy's Edge opened first, uh, about a month or so before Walt Disney World's, I think it was August 1st, 2019, I believe it was. It was right before we moved down here. Right. Um, uh, actually, no, it was in June, because Disney World's opened in August. Uh, but they were serving food inside Galaxy's Edge in California with these sporks, and they were not getting them back. People were taking them, and they were taking them home, and they were selling them on eBay, so they stopped putting them out. Now, because Disney's very smart at what they do, 
hey, this is a money opportunity. Yeah. And now they're actually selling those sporks that come in a little carry bag that say Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and all that. So it's it's a fun little trinket. It's not an expensive souvenir. Like Danny said, it's ten ninety nine. Um, it's a little expensive for a spork, but it's a it's a cool spork. it's a cool souvenir <laughs> that you can get from Galaxy's Edge without spending a ton of money. And um, I do want to say that last time when when we saw this, or the last time we him and I like Bill and I talked about this, I said, "Oh, let's go get sporks." And when we go to Hollywood Studios, and one thing you actually said was, "If they have any left." Right. So what's great about this is it seems like they're pretty easy to come by. Seems like there's a ton. Yeah. So um, if you are looking to get a spork, uh, I would mobile order it. We didn't have any issues at all. Right. So one more thing for Hollywood Studios, and I think this is super exciting because it actually involves my personal favorite ride at Hollywood Studios, and that's the Chinese Theater Lighting Package. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, Disney announced that the Beacons of Magic would be a thing during the 50th anniversary where uh, Cinderella Castle, Spaceship Earth, uh, Tower of Terror, and the Tree of Life would all get sort of makeovers to glow at night and be quote-unquote beacons of magic. However, the Tower of Terror is not the only icon at Hollywood Studios that's going to get a fun little makeover for the 50th anniversary. And the uh, the Chinese theater, like Danny mentioned, is actually going to get a brand new lighting package. And we're looking at some images here. We'll post them on our social media so you can see them. We'll push them, post them right after we finish recording here so you guys can reference it. But once again, Imagineer Zach Ridley did post the other day um, some photos of what the lighting package is going to look like. And it's a very cool LED uplit multicolored scheme on the... Uh, on the Chinese theater. So uh, Zach Ridley actually described it as the new nighttime appearance features bright gold accents, all new energy efficient LED lighting. So I think that sounds really fun. Yeah. And honestly, I think that the, just from the photos, I think that it looks like it's going to feel more of like a movie premiere. Like it did, um, when, when it like, opened. like the very first opening when they yeah. had all the characters and stuff exactly. there. Exactly. Now, I'm looking at a photo right now, and it looks like the, the lighting package on the roof of the Chinese theater is more of like a gold um, a gold gradient. And uh, there's a like a blue background behind the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway sign, and the, the whole thing is kind of multicolored. And then there's actually going to be spotlights that shine way up into the sky, just like you see right now at the new Epcot fountain and you see uh, during Christmas time at the Magic Kingdom with all those lines of lights that are shooting up at the sky. Right, but they'll be like searching the sky like, exactly. at, a, like at a movie premiere. Exactly. So that's going to look really cool and add a whole new dimension of fun to the nighttime scene at Hollywood Studios, which I'm hoping that because they're adding all these beacons of light things yes. that the parks offer more nighttime hours. I really hope so. Cause you can't, you, this doesn't matter if you close at six o'clock. Exactly. And the parks are so much more magical at nighttime. They really are. Now, speaking of magic, there is one last thing that we need to talk about before we get out of here oh. today. And that is that the decorations have started to go up on the castle already. Yeah. I did not expect them this soon. And there's a quite a bit of them. You know, where you stand in front of the castle and you look at the castle, you don't really notice them, but on the left side and the right side turrets, you can actually start seeing some of the decorations. And if you actually look at the left side and the right side of the castle, whether you look from uh, from 
Sleepy Hollow refreshments on the left side, or you look from the Wishing Well on the right side, you can actually see uh, these this gold and blue uh, drapery and ribbon-type decorations that are starting to go up as part of the 50th anniversary celebration. So we got to see these in person. What do you think about I these? I think they look great. So I think they look great, too. I do want to say that they are way more subdued than I thought they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, the, the, the concept art that they showed looked a lot more like, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, so th we're not going like 25th anniversary pink cake kind of shock. We're, <laughs> it's actually very like, I don't know if subdued is nece necessarily like the right word, but if you had never seen the castle before it could look like it belonged there all the time. Right, exactly. Is what I mean. It doesn't look like out of place. It doesn't look tacky. It doesn't look busy. It looks very um, elegant, in my opinion. So I'm excited to see when it's all up. Yeah. Um, and I do actually want to say also that we did see that they were painting um, parts of the castle again. Yeah, the a lot of the, the blue paint that they put up on the turrets and the top of the castle was actually fading very quickly in the sun. So they actually had to repaint the turrets on top of Cinderella Castle to make them more of like a dark blue yeah. um, to get more of a fresh coat on there because there must have been some issue with the paint that they used because it was fading very quickly in the Florida sun. And we haven't even hit summer yet. So we'll, Which it's uh, been less than a year, so that's exactly, crazy. Exactly. So they've been doing some repainting and touching up, but once Cinderella Castle's all done and once all the other park icons are done and they become the beacons of magic for the 50th anniversary, I think they're all going to look really cool. So... Overall, there's lots going on all over the world when it comes to these theme parks. We are so excited to be seeing all this happen and to be bringing all of this straight to you guys. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye out on all of our social media platforms for all things theme park news. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.